Welcome to I'm Just. <laughs> wow. The white lights are good to you. Yeah, right. Welcome to I'm That Just Happened, your weekly source of audio debauchery. Pre-recorded at the FTC, edited at Lazarus Bay Studios, recording for posterity on January 11th of 2015. I'm Rodney Sinio. I'm Adam Flores. We have a very special guest with us in the FTC here today. Writer, screenwriter, you would say. Uh, the Wannabe screenwriter. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the writing credit behind the comic book known as Viral, oh, who yeah. uh, was illustrated by Nelson Flores. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Armando Pena. Long time overdue. Welcome to the FTC. Uh, you've been a big fan and active uh, I'm That Just Happened community member with a lot of comments, a lot of posts on Podomatic.com. We're going to ask you to post on Podomatic.com this week. We've, um, well, let, let's uh, I'll say hi to the audience and then we'll get into uh, who's talking about our podcast. Well, hi, this is Armando. Uh, <laughs> thanks, guys, for having me on. Long time listener, first time podcaster. So, yeah, happy to be here. Been writing on your uh, website, so glad to be where the action is today. A lot of action. <laughs> All the yeah. kids running around upstairs. <laughs> Sounds like a wars going on upstairs. It's like Normandy. Now you know why we do it down here. Yeah, another early Sunday podcast. So um, if you hear our children losing their shit, that's um, that's the sound of them. All right, coming up on the show. Well, actually, we're still trying to figure out what's coming up on the show. <laughs> we might actually. No, we're not. We're not talking about Muddy Ducks this time. We actually somehow wrote Muddy Ducks in the two episodes. I think we're done with uh, Mighty Ducks coverage uh, for we? now. For now, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what Emilio has up his sleeve at some point. He needs to come back. I'm waiting for uh, D4. D4. <laughs> the uh, the hockey league in the retirement home where <laughs> they, should, um, they should have that just one whole like uh, reunion or like you know the old school ducks all meet up together again because they're all still alive who knows how long that's gonna last is Han still around oh <laughs> what about is he on wasn't there like so. was there two of them there was well, two of them right? well so the original of what would you call it mentor of the yeah. uh, movie he uh, he just decided to not come back it's not like he died or anything yeah. so so he got replaced yeah. by his brother in the second one his yeah his brother in the story <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah exactly. so, but although I don't know if he's alive or not. Cause... So Fulton Reed uh, was Henson, right? Something Henson. Yeah. And then his brother Guy Guy Germain was it Guy Germain? Yeah. Was uh, something other Henson? So another hockey movie with the Henson brothers instead of the Hanson brothers. Slapshot reference. Yeah. Never Stuff seen was it. Odd. Imagine that we wrote the Mighty Ducks back into another episode again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming up on the show, this is going to be episode thirty-seven, airing on probably January eighteenth, right? Seven days from now. This yeah. is going to be our Breaking Bad versus Walking Dead episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to cover that in open forum. We have not decided on a top topics or actually finalized the Pissing on Graves, so we'll uh, take that as it comes. This is a big surprise episode for, yeah. for you guys and for us. <laughs> I don't, have we figured out a comic cliff note either? Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up with the show, a lot of ad-libbing. Right? <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. Yeah, we should do Ad-Man. Let's do Ad-Man for comic cliff oh, notes. Yeah, being really uh, that, which oh, one? Uh, the one, uh, the Paul, let's talk about the Paul Rudd one. That's what Scott, Scott Lang. Lang. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very <laughs> appropriate for it. We could just roll off, uh, uh, I, I just saw that Look, for Ad-Man. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Standard shotgun rules. And we only have Pepsi in the FTC. So. <laughs> also, we're going to talk a little bit more about the t-shirt drive. By the time this airs, is only going to be around for a very limited time for yeah, you guys to pick that up. If you're listening to this now, you have exactly one week. So, my bad on this one, guys. We found out from Represent.com that we have to meet our goal, our quota, our minimum order, basically. Otherwise, nobody's credit cards gets charged and nobody's t-shirt actually gets made. Or shipped. Yeah. So, um, I guess we had the goal and the minimum was uh, 50 units so we get we have to get up to 50 people for those of you who ordered already for those of you who are thinking about ordering by the time you hear this you have exactly one week left to order so please go to represent.com forward slash utjh is it forward or back or backslash uh it's one of the two 
You get two chances. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's forward slash. Makes a perfect wedding gift, a birthday gift. Yeah, yeah. It's cold outside. Yeah. Really good for keeping you warm. Um, and it goes to a good cause. Uh, I don't know if, uh, well, actually nobody's heard episode 36 at this point, but um, yeah, we're doing black and blue just because it represents the uh, the charity that we're raising funds for. We're going to, maybe we should make a commitment to a charity and post it on their page saying, hey, this is how much we're going to give you based on number of units. We So we have to decide on that too. Okay. Okay, I guess we should get to who's talking about our podcast. So who's talking about our podcast? Good question. It's a great question, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> So we got a lot of changes on the local front, a lot of new uh, cities to welcome to the Um That Just Happened community. Wichita, Kansas, of course, right behind Chicago this week. Um, Wichita, man. I'm getting tired of this please shit. Please reach out to us and let us know who you are. We'd love to send you some shirts or stop by. You guys aren't that far away. Maybe you guys could come out for our live show that we're probably going to do sometime in the summer. Might do like a garage podcast, what have you. Locally, Morris, Illinois. Got some new listeners in Morris, Illinois. Hey, Welcome to the show. Is that Scott and uh, Sierra Evans? If so, thank you very much. Oh, they live in Morris? Yeah. I don't know. Go they around there. Woodridge, Illinois, which uh, I don't know anybody who still lives in Woodridge, but um, welcome to the show. Uh, more listeners in Texas, Houston, Texas, Austin, Texas. Welcome to the show. Minneapolis, Minnesota, probably from all the Mighty Duck talk that uh, we've had on the past couple of episodes. Denver, Colorado, Pompano Beach, Florida, and Fort Wayne, Iowa. Thanks for listening, guys. Please spread the word. Tell your kids, tell your wives, tell your friends. Buy a t-shirt. Represent.com forward slash UTJH. We're going to ask everybody to leave their comments on Potomatic.com this week. We've come in really close to breaking into the top overall 500 which uh, puts us in the movers and shakers group. So visit our page on Podomatic.com. Leave us some comments there. Download your episodes from there. We'd really appreciate it. You can also find us on SoundCloud if you don't want to sign up for a Podomatic.com account. You can also find us on iTunes. We haven't mentioned um, the folks over at Bunch Chunk and Brian, and thanks to Brian for hosting our website. Hey, Brian. UTJH.net. Got to have him on the show back real soon. He's requested that he be asked to be on the next time we have uh, Nick on from uh, Paranormal, Spectre Paranormal Investigations. Can I talk to Nick, too? Yeah. I have all this weird stuff going on in my house. So yeah, Nick, we're going to have to have you we'll on. Send your way. <laughs> yeah, and actually, he's not far from here, so and you're not far from here. So yeah, nice. Maybe we should do a, like a special episode with uh, the lights off at uh, Armando's. House. Right? Yeah. I just not tell my wife. If it's but... quiet, that'd be nice. Yeah, we just heard like little girl crying last night, and it wasn't my daughter, so that was kind of weird. Ooh. Awesome. Not so much for you, but no, not so much. Interesting <laughs> for me to hear. Two in the morning, and it's just not. That's not what I want to wake up to. Thanks. Internationally, of course, Ghana's killing it. We're the number one podcast in. Ghana. Also, we picked up some listeners in Castellone, Spain. So, gracias for escuchando. Gracias. Yeah, you kind of have to do the lisp. The... No offense to the yeah. listeners that we have in Spain, but... <laughs> Espanola. Paris, France. We picked up six more listeners in Paris, France, oddly enough, even with the uh, Je Suis something, whatever's going on. We don't really talk about politics on this podcast, but I hope everybody's been okay. I get, I'm getting the impression that they're protesting against terrorist acts, which is there really even a need for that? Isn't it kind of a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't everybody against terrorist acts? Don't worry. It's France. They'll get tired can, and they'll give up. Can you see? Wow. <laughs> can you imagine the protests for like the pro-terrorist acts? More bombing. <laughs> Cardiff. Cardiff 
United Kingdom. Thanks for listening across the pond. And also London, United Kingdom. We got some more listeners there. London, baby! So thanks, everybody, for listening. I think Represent.com does ship internationally. So if you want your Mark II in black and blue, Represent.com forward slash UTJH. Yeah, we'll get this translated in Spanish for you, too. (laughs) 20 US dollars. I don't know what the shipping would be to send it over across the pond. But Yeah, I'm sorry we didn't put in euros either. Yeah, US dollars. Uh, Special thanks to Adrian uh, Cassius, uh, I think a new listener that um, we found on SoundCloud. Uh, Thanks for your subscription. Hope you enjoy the show. And uh, I think that's it for podcast news. All right, right, moving on from podcast news to the shout-outs. Cue the goat. (laughs) Firstly, big shout-out for the wife. Again, it's her birthday on the 14th. We went out to dinner tonight, had a couple steaks. That was awesome. You didn't talk about where it was? It was at Longhorn. I gave her the option, and we were kind of pressed for time because we had the podcast, which is kind of my fault. And uh, we, we wanted to leave a little bit earlier, but then, you know, the snow started to hit, so that's going to be my fuck you Damn today. It. That was going to be my fuck you. I could change it. I got a million <laughs> of them today. And uh, so we went to Longhorn, which was good. We had a couple drinks, steak. It was good. Good little date night. Yeah, I think that's it for my shout-outs for this week. I don't know if anybody else's birthday really that's worth mentioning. Belated, happy belated birthday to Gabby, and fuck, there's somebody at work. <laughs> oh, wherever you are, happy birthday. Uh, shout out to my wife, Rebecca, for shoveling the snow in the backyard. Nice. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad that you had to do that, honey. What but were you thanks. doing? I was, uh, did she do it while you're not looking? Like, yeah, no, yeah. I was surprised she, had, she did that. I was like, oh my God, come on. She was doing it with the baby in the back of her, you know, it was like messed There's up. There's a backpack? Like, yeah, she had a backpack. <laughs> she had a really? and she's no, like, shoveling? No. I hope not. That'd be messed up. Child services would be, yeah. Uh, That's no, why you marry her. Yeah, it was at my parents' house <laughs> watching Ip Man, and there she was shoveling snow in our house. So, wait, wait, Hitman? Ip, Ip Man? Oh. The guy who trained Bruce Lee uh, stars Donnie Yen. I recommend that movie if you have not seen it. Oh, it's amazing. The, the second one's just as good. Oh, yeah, the second good. one's, yeah. Bruce Lee makes a, oh, spoilers, Bruce Lee makes a, a cameo at the end of the second one. Baby not, Bruce Lee. Yeah, I was going to say, not the actual No, Bruce not the actual Lee. actor. That would be very impressive. Like. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't doubt he could do that, though. Yeah. Bruce Lee, how the fuck did he have to die? We are not pissing on that grave. Never. Although, well, mm. actually, it's... Actually, you know what? That's the grave we're pissing on today. <laughs> I just brought it up. Really? We're, we're pissing on Bruce Lee's grave, and I'm gonna. When we get to it, I'll tell you why. Okay. Holy fuck. <laughs> Sorry, Nelson. Sorry, Liz. You guys are not gonna enjoy this one. Go ahead, Rodney. Any more shout outs? Uh, shout out to Natalie, my daughter. Uh, she is a year and a month old. Wow. We're still waiting for you to walk. So, sweetheart, when you listen to this when you're 18, just remember that uh, we've been waiting for you. Hopefully, you start walking by then. <laughs> but yeah, so shout out to my wife. Shout out to my daughter. Uh, I think that's it for shout outs from me. I'm gonna do a breaking news shout out to the local girl who just won the Golden Globe. I didn't catch her name, but I guess she's from Chicago, uh, yeah, from Fullerton and something. Yeah, it's so, a sorrow, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you'll, you will also be a, a corrections on our next show. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to you who just won a Golden Globe. And then I got some birthday shout outs uh, coming out. Shout out to our friend Kim, uh, my friend Rachel, who's I think somewhere in Iowa right now. Shout out to Mir and shout out to my friend Danny. and Mir! His- Mir! Sorry, I had to do it. Shout out to my friend Danny and his twin brother Jimmy, who's um, coincidentally born on the same day. And then shout out to... That'd be weird if they didn't. Yeah. That'd be really strange. Well, I guess you could do like once 1159 and once. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Jag off twins. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shout out to uh, my friend Benny, my cousin Aubrey, and an old friend of mine, Will, from UIC. UIC days. A long time ago for you now. Jeez, don't remind me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we good on the shout out? Yeah, I think so. All right, moving on to the Um, I Just Saw segment. Been a weird day. Today alone, I've seen Frozen completely for the first time. Wow, what'd you think of that? It was good. Mm -hmm. Did you want to let it go? I didn't. I wanted to let my brains go and slide out of my ear. 
here. You don't because want to build a snowman. I kept watching the movie up into the part where they go to find Elsa in her little Doctor Manhattan frozen castle, which was a total fucking ripoff. I kept watching it to that point, and I'd either have to go to work or we'd have to stop the movie or whatever. So this was the fourth time watching the movie, and I'm like, can we just skip to that other part? But apparently, my daughter likes the whole beginning part. She likes seeing you know everybody jumping around and singing. So I, I think sit through that again. Do you want to build a snowman? It's hands down my favorite song in that movie. I would have to go with Let It Go, just because I like how Elsa sashays in that little dress, little number. Yeah, I think Love Is an Open Door is mine, which is sounds fucking so gay. But that nice little duet. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Have you seen the honest trailer for uh, Frozen? Where it's like they changed that song into We're Totally Gonna Bone. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, now I gotta check that out. Honest trailer for Frozen. If you haven't seen it, Cinema Sins. Uh, shout out to those folks. Those guys are fucking awesome. Then after Frozen, we watched The Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton, William Hurt, Liv Tyler. Awesome movie. Hulk's my favorite superhero, so of course I love it. For some reason, I still think that that Hulk might even beat out the Mark Ruffalo Hulk. Wow. In Avengers. That's bold. Like the design of him and the fact that he's kind of greenish gray. I like it because the Hulk was originally gray on the cliff nose. And I know that, I mean, that's my favorite incarnation of the Hulk is the gray Hulk. So, you know, I think in the trivia in IMDb for the Avengers, they tried to, or at least Josh Whedon wanted to allude to the fact that um, Bruce Banner had two conflicting Hulk personalities that he was dealing with in that movie. But he figured, you know, the movie was long enough as it is trying to get that story in. But um, that would have been cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love them both. As long as it's not the Ang Lee Hulk, we're good. Oh, God, no. The Shrek looking one? Yeah. <sighs> And then lastly, I saw Looper again with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bruce Willis, Emily Blunt. That, to me, I know a lot of people don't like that movie and they say there are a lot of glaring potholes. But to have the balls to write that movie and to for a director to have the balls to try to make that movie, I give it a lot of props. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing, hands down, the best impersonation that anybody could ever do with Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like, I think what stuck out with me about that movie is that I like the idea of being summoned by Emily Blunt. I think everybody would like to be summoned by Emily Blunt. <laughs> I, prepare, I prepare looked amazing too in that movie oh yeah she got naked in there didn't she was she I the uh, so. she was a stripper right yeah yeah, uh, yeah. coyote ugly I'd like to show my coyote ugly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah those are the three things that I saw today well, somebody more cast, some, cast her in something else Piper Parabu she, what she, she should like, be in a Marvel movie wasn't somewhere. she in Rocky and Bullwinkle was she really oh, yeah God. I think so she's in, I mean she's got that TV show Covert Affairs that's apparently really good that's been running for about six years already really yeah. something like that yeah uh, I'm gonna look it up that's it that's it for um, I just saw uh, um, I just saw I've been watching a bunch of Jackie Chan movies nice. <laughs> I just saw Drunken Master oh my god I have to watch that one I haven't seen that one yet I saw Twin Dragons where he plays twins. So I'm assuming that's where Van Damme ripped off uh, Double Impact, Double which Impact. is the biggest like porn sounding name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's uh, Operation Condor 1 and 2, although in the United States, I think 2 is actually part 1 and Operation Condor 1 is part 2. Yeah, it's, it's weird, yeah. I've been watching Twin Peaks, got that. Uh, Wait, tell me, tell me you watched Who Am I, Jackie Chan. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, wow. Wait till you see that. We're going to have to have you on the show all over again just so you can say how how much you like that fucking movie that's a great movie Jackie Chan he is I don't know I feel like he's he's underrated now I feel like everybody just passes him up because of Rush Hour. Yeah, it's like the Rush Hour movies and... Shanghai just, Noon. Well, I don't know. I mean, Shanghai Noon and Nights, I think, were pretty good. I they're mean, good, but they I mean, they ruined his... I think a lot of his American movies are like, good, yeah. yeah, like The Medallion or... What's the, the other? The Tuxedo. It's like, oh, 
Come on. We know he can do those stunts. We don't need to have a, yeah. an excuse. God, think about a formula that wouldn't you would have thought would have worked for me anyways. You put Jennifer Love Hewitt and Jackie Chan in the same movie with like spies and gadgets and shit, but I don't know. I just kind of felt like it was mediocre. No, yeah. They were, they were, I think they were pretty bad, but... It was because we didn't have enough cleavage from uh, GLH. <laughs> Which I think that should be in her contract. That she should show as much cleavage yeah. as possible. By the way, ladies, again, show them while people still <laughs> want to see them. I stand by that. Oh, that was an interesting um, uh, interesting debate that I heard on, I forget which podcast. It might have been, you're going to get a DD shout out to you guys in uh, that episode that you just had. Although I missed Nick on the, ep- on the episode, by the way, but um, Jill was a nice uh, nice uh, Substitute. substitution. Have you, do you, have you gotten to, uh, you're going to get a disease? Uh, I, I heard the crossover episode. Yeah. I haven't heard the, the recent stuff. Yeah, really great podcast. They jumped a little more into like politics and stuff yeah. and current events than we do. But um, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, JLH versus SMG, Jennifer Love Hewitt versus Sarah Michelle Gellar. Whoa. Which side do you take? Jennifer Love Hewitt's top heavier. Come on, Amanda <laughs> Beckett. Amanda Beckett. I gotta go. Go. I gotta go with Amanda. Sarah Beckett. Michelle Gellar in that in that more recent TV show Ringer that she was in. She looked fucking amazing in that though. Like amazing. See, do you I'd actually? Have to go, I'd have to go with Sarah Michelle Gellar just because she's she's Buffy. So Liz, Liz, yeah. is, Liz is losing her mind right now. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy, fucking Buffy. But Amanda Beckett, you know when she walks in. But anyways, did, did you guys actually? That just happened. I took the brunette. Adam takes the blonde. I had, I didn't say I chose Sarah Michelle Gellar. I said she looked good in it. Oh, okay. Sarah Michelle Gellar's technically a brunette. Too. She was born a brunette, I but say. the carpet's still match trade. So they. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt started that whole vajazzing thing, which, if you don't get something in your mind, just... Vajazzing thing? Yeah. Is that like when you put jewels around your vagina? Mm-hmm. Not mine, but somebody's. Yeah. That shit alone was just like, okay, she's a freak, and I like it. Has but, she actually posted pictures of her... She didn't post pictures, but she talks about it like on all her talk shows and stuff. That's true, she does. I, I think I need a, a visual confirmation of that. <laughs> uh, David, get to work. He's the one that usually sends me pictures <laughs> of celebrities, so... Although I'd rather see the second floor than the ground, but anyways... Show them while people still want to see them, ladies. And, you know, JLH, you're on that cusp of, you know, people might not want to see them next year or maybe in a year or two. Push it. So, Twin Peaks. (laughs) Speaking Speaking of Peaks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I've been watching uh, Twin Peaks. Uh, My wife bought me The Complete Mystery, and uh, if you haven't watched Twin Peaks, I think it's one of the best shows ever made. Uh, Probably up there with Breaking Bad, which we'll probably talk about uh, a little later. But first season, best. Second season, not so much. uh, Until they... (laughs) Yeah, just just watch the first season. Though, although, if you watch the the final episode of season two of Twin Peaks, that is one of the biggest mindfucks I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. The wife and I burned through... Twin Peaks, especially season one, yeah. faster than almost anything we've ever seen. Yeah, well, the, the first season is about eight episodes, so that's not. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was just like in in one night it was like we went to bed at like three four in the morning. We're just like we gotta sleep. I can't watch Twin Peaks and not want to have a slice of pie. Oh yeah, because with all the times that Cooper talks about that fucking pie, that cherry pie. That's why we kept. Remember, I, I kept because Rodney Rodney used to live upstairs from me, so every time we'd watch the show, Cooper would talk about pie, and I'd text Rodney. We go to Hollywood Grill. Hollywood Grill. <laughs> Because they just had slices of pie of, like, different varieties just waiting. So we'd have pie and coffee and be on our way. Like, it was like a half-hour trip. You know, by the way, they opened up a new location. The same owners who owned uh, White Palace Grill. Right across the street from Hollywood called The Hat. So is the gas station out there anymore? No, not um, the Shell Station. It's Kitty Quarter from the gas station. Oh, okay. Yeah, used to be a bunch of billboards there. Not a bad place, yeah. It's no Hollywood Grill. Well, I mean, it, you know, it's like a hamburger hot dog place. And, you know, I think it choppers or arts when I'm in that area. So, mm. yeah. Reasonably priced red basket fries type of thing. If ever you want pie, though, go to Hollywood Grill, North Avenue, and Ashland. Good spot. Get, oh, they, they very rarely have coconut cream. I'm not worried about that. Get the blueberry. 
get the cherry pie with a, with a nice cup of coffee, cup of joe, if you will. Just relax. But yeah. yeah. Anything else? Uh, I think that's about it that I've seen this week. That's good enough. <laughs> it's pretty busy as it is. Jackie Chan, Ip Man, and fucking Twin Peaks. Yeah, I just saw uh, the interview. No, not the interview. Sorry. The intern. Internship with uh, uh, Owen Wilson Vince and Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, or basically Wedding Crashers 2. At Google. Uh, at Google. With Google. What the fuck? Dude, stop it, man. <laughs> There's no coke at the FTC right now. <laughs> No coke on this boat. Movie's that from? Step Brothers. Usual suspects. Oh, okay. yeah. The internship. I think it's the internship or the intern. No, I think intern. it's the inter- it's internship. I think internship. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, with uh, Vince Vaughn and uh, Owen Wilson, pretty good. It's uh, I don't know. I honestly, I was kind of watching because uh, I was checking out the Google Office and it seemed like an awesome place to work. Rose Burns in it. Who I'm um, on the fence on whether or not she's underrated hot chick or. I think she is. Yeah. She's okay. She doesn't get enough play. Yeah. I mean, she's she's a great actress. She's great she's looking. Serious. Underrated comedian. You know, yeah. I think she's. Uh, a lot funnier than uh, she gets credit for. She was she's great in Bridesmaids. Um, she was hilarious in uh, Neighbors yeah, she was. and uh, in the Damn, internship. I just haven't seen that yet. Yeah, Neighbors. Neighbors. I can let you borrow it. Fuck. It's, uh, it's pretty good. Should have brought it. And um, you know she's willing to do some pretty uh, risque shit in Neighbors. So. And the uh, accent helps. Yeah, yeah. That's that, a big plus. I think that's what's killing me, though. She has an accent, so I, you, you would have thought that I would have jumped on that bandwagon a lot sooner, but I don't know. It's because you set the fucking bar so high by having Kate Beckinsale as number one right off the Oof. bat. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Lauren Cohen, you know, she's got the accent, and you know. Yeah, but you just see her every week, so that... She hardly uses the accent in, in everything you see her in. She's always doing the American accent, so. Yeah. Well, okay, we'll get to that in uh, the Breaking Bad Fucking <laughs> Dead segment. But uh, let's see, what else did I see? All right, let's get down to business. Oh, Ooh, speaking of um, hot chicks on my radar, uh, I saw Agent Carter. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was actually pretty good. That Which was. Lindsay Fonseca was a nice surprise to see in that show. Where um, have I seen her from? She's Kick-Ass. Okay, there you go. Kick-Ass and Hot Tub Time Machine. Who was she? On uh, Kick-Ass? No, in the, in the show. Oh, she, she was, was the waitress. waitress. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, I love the, love the uh, kind of, was it kind of Brooklyn-ish accent, waitress yeah. accent, but... Uh, they, they did a great job with that, with production-wise. Oh, Haley yeah. Atwell just continues to surprise me. Her range and the different characters characters that she portrays as a spy in the show. She's a thick woman, too. That's what no. I was going to say. You know, for a woman who's, like, that thick, you wouldn't see her as, like, a main girl. Usually, the girls I've seen in TV shows are real thin. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see someone who's a little thicker. Yeah, she's very more, smart. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but she, like, just in like, I was telling Maria while we were watching, I'm like, she looks like the kind of woman, like, in five years, if she doesn't keep up with her physical acumen, she's going to blow the fuck up. I wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I made your car talk. <laughs> Just give I me that was job of the hut. Yeah, I, I might be one of the few people that thought the uh, uh, very large Christie Alley was still attractive. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, because, <laughs> because I was just that generation where you saw Christie Alley in that uh, um, Slim Fast commercials. Oh, well, that and uh, what was that? Look who's talking. The movie she did with uh, Patrick Dempsey. She did a oh. movie with Patrick. Uh, that'll be corrections you for next episode. Yourself. Yeah, yeah. More watching more. movies with Patrick Dempsey. That's <laughs> what that I want to know. Oh, come on, he was uh, he's in Can't Buy Me Love in that other movie with Christie Alley. All two of them. <laughs> yeah. He was in uh, Sweet Home Alabama. He was in Sweet Home Alabama. Maria's made me watch He it. was in Grey's Anatomy, which I only That's seen the pilot movie. of. I, you know what? I, I like that movie. I don't like Greasy Reezy. Greasy Reezy, no. Yeah. Okay, so let's get down to it. What I actually wanted to talk about, and um, I just saw the Ant Man trailer. Curious to see what you guys' take on the Ant Man trailer was. First off, if you guys haven't seen it, go online so we don't spoil the shit for you. It's it's a teaser trailer, so it's not going to reveal too much. But um, I'm a Paul Rudd fan. I mean, ever since Clueless, even watching him in that, I'm like, that dude's fucking funny. Then you you know you watch him as 
as time went on. I like them in Friends. He blew up all over again in 40 Old Virgin mm-hmm. as, you know, a real comedic kind of guy. It was weird to see him ripped like, yeah. show him with no shirt. I was like, what the fuck? You could tell there's still going to be a comedic tone behind it. It's awesome to see Michael Douglas in there. Okay. Uh, what's the name of the chick from Lost? Oh, uh, I think Angeline Lilly. I think it's awesome to see Michael Douglas in anything. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen him. I mean, including that chick from Entrapment. Funny. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Could have been a good Wonder Woman back in her day. Yes. Not thick enough. I think she was. I need someone a little more top-heavy. God. You know what kind of guy you are. It's like the third boob comment you made already. Actually, I'm more of a leg man, to be honest. I like, I mean, I like the trailer. I think it, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about who Scott Lang is, and I think it covers some of that. I just felt like the impression I got from uh, Paul Rudd was, I'm Ant-Man? Which like, I think that's what everybody was saying uh-huh. when they casted him in that role. But you know what? Uh, I think everybody was complaining that it wasn't funny enough. But then again, it, it was just a teaser. And yeah. But I, I do like the fact that there's a little bit more, I think, personal stake in this. Because usually we never see superheroes with families. And it looks like Michael Douglas has a daughter that he's trying to fix his relationship with. And then Paul Rudd has a daughter uh, that he's trying to fix his relationship with. So I think that's kind of a cool, a, diff- a different sort of take on a superhero. We haven't mm-hmm. seen in a while. None of these superheroes are orphans or, and they have like girlfriends who are damsels in distress and it doesn't seem like that's going on in this movie. So it's a nice change of pace, I think. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like I concur. Evangeline Lily underrated hot trick. She was in uh, The Hobbit, which I didn't see. I haven't seen any of those. She's in Lost, Wet all the time. Run, Kate! Run! And uh, now in this. I'm gonna have to look her up. I'm drawing a blank. She looks like she could be sisters with Liv Tyler and not miss a beat. They both are like tall, kind of lanky looking, but still pretty. All right. Soft features, very Irish looking. See, what screws me up for Liv Tyler is I can kind of see the re- the resemblance to Steven Tyler. Oof. So it's kind of. That's rough. It's painful. Yeah, that's. It's kind of like uh, Kelly Osbourne. She does, because I see Ozzy. I look at her and I see Ozzy. <laughs> oh, really? I, I see Kelly Osbourne and I think annoyance. <laughs> Who the fuck? Who the fuck that made her a fashion expert? When she was on Fashion Police, I'm like, why is she here? I think the better question is, why are you watching Fashion Police? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But like, no, because, I mean, you know how it is. We'll we'll be upstairs waiting for this award show that, you know, the girls have to watch every award season. And it's just them critiquing all these people. I'm like, who the fuck is Kelly Osbourne? She made one song. Now she's on Fashion Police. and We should do an Oscar coverage. I've always wanted to do Oscar coverage from a male perspective. Do like the Cleavage Award. She's wearing a dress. She's wearing a dress. He's wearing a tux. He's wearing another tux. Moving on. <laughs> I think they just scraped the bottom of the barrel. There's like, who can we afford at this time? Kelly Asborn's probably sitting, you know, eating a bucket of KFC. So <laughs> <laughs> we should probably get her right well, now. Well, who, who did they get to replace Jordan Rivers? Uh, Kathy... Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin. Jeez. Kathy Griffin. Oh, wow. Just, oh, just traded one loud woman for another. Yeah. You're going to piss on that grave when it happens, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I just felt the teaser trailer. I expected more from Marvel. But then again, I mean, I don't know. To generate excitement about Ant-Man, yeah, I don't know. Probably take a lot. My thing is, if, if they could make believers out of people that doubted Guardians of the Galaxy, I have complete faith in Marvel, which scares me so much <laughs> about Vin Diesel playing Black Bolt. I can see that. I don't know. I don't know why you can't, but I can. I can totally see him playing. It hurts me. It hurts me every day. I think about it. But I'm going to put my faith in Marvel. Marvel's they done. haven't let me down yet. Yeah, no, their track record is pretty good. I mean, I'm a, I'm more of a DC guy, but I Marvel's. Like, I like. You got to see honest trailers for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, oh yeah, fuck you because we're Marvel. <laughs> you watch anything because we're Marvel. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, anything else? No, that's it. That's about it. All right, moving on from I might just saw to the corrections department. Ronnie, what do you got? 
Alright, fuck. I didn't my notes didn't save on the corrections department, but oh um, boy. uh so the song that we were trying to figure out uh, that was by Boys to Men was called uh, Motown Philly. Wow. Couldn't think of the name of that song. And then uh just uh, further corrections, the car in the opening sequence of Wolf of Wall Street was the Ferrari F twelve or maybe the five twelve. I think it was F twelve or five twelve. Sorry, I don't have my notes in front of me. And then the car that he decimated ugh, was the was the, the Lamborghini Countach, I believe is how they pronounce it, which is one of my favorite Lamborghinis. The car that they term, they coined the term supercar after, you know, basically, this is like 70s, 80s, 60s, which, uh, yeah, Jerry... If you look it up on YouTube, Jeremy Clarkson does a great review of the, the Lamborghini Countach. And they do uh, um, a comparison, the Lamborghini Countach versus the Aventador, also made by Lamborghini. But, uh, yeah, he completely wrecked that car, which, you know, I'm sure he wish he had some insurance. So, you know, just to kind of correct that mistake that he made wrecked. in the movie. But uh, don't fault him for that. It was still a great movie because we all have regrets in life and uh, we all make mistakes. But whatever your regrets are, paying too much for insurance should not be one of them. So for seriously good coverage at a seriously low price, call a limb insurance and get a free quote today. Call 312-945-6254 to get a free quote or visit their website at aliminsurance.com. That's A-L-I-M for limb because they're not going to charge you an arm and a leg. A limb insurance in case it happens. All right, so moving on from the corrections department to the fuck you department. Okay, I've been pretty light on my fuck yous lately. I got a couple. Firstly, we're just driving down the street. We're reaching the end of the block, and this guy is doing donuts in the intersection. Now, it's it's two side streets, not a major intersection. There aren't any cars coming, whatever. But still, like, it's, it's a residential neighborhood. Do that shit in a parking lot or something. Like, he's trying to impress some people doing donuts on a side street. If you would have hit lost control, because it's snowing. If you'd have lost control and hit any one of the cars around us i would have lost my fucking mind that's a light one and then fuck you to the bartender at the longhorn on 95th and, and uh pulaski for taking people's orders without looking at them in the face like would walk over to me yeah no, can i help you and he's just like wiping things and he's like dude i'm right here right here right here like it's it's like customer service 101 and for anywhere for any job anywhere it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be you know the service industry or retail how about just look at another human being and fucking use your words so fuck you you dumb bastard i can't say anything i used to do that <laughs> like even i don't know even if i'm having a bad day at my job which we're gonna talk about i still <clears throat> still look at people in the eye i'm not a, a complete jag off may have been a total asshole but not 100 percent dick what do you got armando me i want to say big fuck you to 2014 damn <laughs> i was uh i had a vacation i had two weeks and a half of vacation last uh the end of december which should have been awesome but for reasons unknown there's probably the two weeks and a half worst i've ever had in my life i won't get into details uh um, a vacation you mean yeah oh, okay. i was it was a state vacation i was at home most of the time mm-hmm. but everything that could go wrong went wrong so i'm hoping 2015 is way better than the end of 2014 you're so. the second person on the podcast to give a complete fuck you to last year yeah him and mark <laughs> also uh fuck you pulaski <laughs> see? you see it's, it's for not the listeners out in Ghana yeah. it's not just us no god yeah. never I do not wish anybody to drive on Pulaski but I have to get <laughs> home somehow so just fuck you Pulaski for all the traffic Costner I heard is a good route every once in a while I should, I should try that I Let's love Costner it's a side street technically and you know you don't have as, as many lanes but no. traffic's nil compared to Pulaski and Cicero yeah those oh this sucks so much ass what about the snow I saved mm. you the fuck you on the snow oh yes <laughs> fuck you snow because you hate <laughs> 
you made my wife shovel you today, which was my job anyway. But uh, yeah, I mean, oh, you know what? To add into the snow, fuck you, anybody who's coming, driving in from another state at this time. Come on. You should know better than come to Chicago between December and February. I mean, you don't know how to drive here. We don't want to put up with you driving here. <laughs> it's like... We're stay your ass in Indiana yeah, or every, Wisconsin. Yeah. Anywhere else. You know what? Else? If you're in Florida, come during the summer. Same thing if you're from California, come during the summer. Springtime even, but not during winter. Half the people in Chicago don't know how to drive. <laughs> we don't need people from other states who don't know how to drive here. True story. Yeah, I'm going to send my fuck you out to uh, IDOT because uh, that response time on the snow that we knew was coming for a yeah. week was just horrible. I mean, let's get the plows out. Let's get the salt out. Like, uh, what's the problem here? I think uh, the first day that it snowed, you know, it was only like two, five inches, something like that. And uh three-hour commute home. I mean, granted, I wasn't at my regular office, but, uh, you know, I was probably like 20 miles away. Oof. So yeah, it took me forever to get home from work, and that was eleven thirty at night. Get on it, I dot. Is that it? Yeah, that's all I got. That was a pretty lighthearted fuck you from you. That was cute. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't save my notes, so I, for all I know, I could have had another fuck you. I'm gonna put another fuck you out to cancer. Support Stephen Amell, which uh, I just started following at the recommendation of Liz. Thank you for the recommendation, Stephen Amell on Twitter, who is a lot of fun to watch football games with. Stephen Amell and Samuel Jackson, those are two people you have to have on Twitter if you're into watching football, especially during the playoffs. You know, maybe send I'll send a fuck you out to the refs of the uh, the Green Boy, Bay Cow. Cowboys game, but uh, I guess the Cowboys had it coming for the favorable call that they received last week. And uh, Harry, Jimmy, Trent, wherever you are out there, fuck you too. Alright, moving on from the fuck you department to pissing on graves. This week we are doing Bruce Lee, otherwise known as Lee Jung Fan, born November 27, 1940. A long fucking time ago. Yeah. In San Francisco, California. True fucking American. So for all the douchebags out there that are racist about that kind of shit. He's an American. Died July 20th, 1973. He the age of 32. Chinese. In Kowloon, Hong Kong. One of the greatest people of all time. Easily. Philosopher, martial artist, actor, dancer, singer. Motherfucker did it all. And again, for the new listeners in Paris. Pissing on Graves is not a segment that we're actually pissing on somebody's grave. We're actually recognizing the life and accomplishments of one of our favorite people, usually. And we make fun of him for one or maybe a couple things. What can you make fun of Bruce Lee about, though? We're going to get to that. So he's acted in 32 different things. Most notably, Enter the Dragon, which... He never got to see the finished product of it. Also, the Green Hornet for all the people that were like, "What the hell is this?" Uh, what's his name? Hey, Seth. Yo. Seth. Uh, Rogan. Seth Rogan movie. Oh, which actually, I didn't mind it that much. I but, liked it. I mean, I've seen worse things. He, he was even a child, a child actor. But I want to give a fuck you for two parts. One for not being around to finish Game of Death. I know it's not technically your fault, but if you would have seen that finished product, it's horrible, man. It's absolutely horrible. <laughs> like, they superimpose your face on some other guy's body, and it's... They don't do a very good job at it. It at really all. isn't. It really isn't. And you should have known better as a person that made huge strides in, you know, being a nutritionist, even. There are people that still follow his kind of diet just because it's so ahead of his time. So, fuck you for that. And really, you're going to let Robin whoop your ass in Batman 66 when they met up with the Green Hornet? There's no way that you should let... I know that, I know that Burt Ward was a bigger star back then in the day, but... 
Yeah, Batman and Green Hornet. You knew Batman was going to win. You could have had the little mini victory. So, well, I, I think the '66 episode, the crossover, was they they really came in out. They made it come out to a draw. And um, while while Nelson believes it's rumored that Burt Ward was very racist and against Bruce Lee, history shows that Burt Ward was actually a student of Bruce Lee. So, yeah, that was actually in an episode of uh, Fat Man on Batman, I believe. Yeah. So they, I think they actually lived like in the same apartment complex. So I don't. Either way, you should have still been alive. You should have finished Game of Death, and you should have whooped Robin's ass. Now, on the flip side to that, two huge thumbs up for beating Chuck Norris's ass in a movie, <laughs> especially in the Coliseum, one of the few movies that ever have actually been filmed in the Coliseum, which shows how big of a star Bruce Lee was at the time and how much of a nobody Chuck Norris was. So, it sucks everything that you did wrong, but hey, you whooped Chuck Norris's ass. So Didn't he rip off, like, like his Chuck Norris's back hair? His chest hair. <laughs> his chest hair. <laughs> then just blow it off his hand. No, yeah, so right we're pissing on your grave, but we're still giving you props at the same time, Bruce. You're one of my one of my idols. So he's been kind of pissing on graves, the Bruce Lee edition. See, it wasn't that bad. You guys were all yeah, I was thinking I was gonna worried. say some was... real bogus shit. That's nah, never that bad. All right, moving on to the comic cliff notes of the week. Oh, speaking of segments, the Nelson asshole story. <laughs> Now, I've been getting several requests to bring it back. I was going to ask him, like, wasn't it retired? I don't really have that much left to talk about, if at all. I'm sure Nelson will throw me a bone every once in a while and have an asshole moment, but we really don't have anything left, so that's the main reason why we don't still have the segment. But if you have a Nelson asshole story, feel free to leave me a direct inbox message on Facebook or just send us a message on UTJH, and we'll happily read it yeah, right the, here on the show. The the well has run dry. Yes. And you know what? We probably made him out to be more of an asshole than he actually is. <laughs> Nelson really is a great guy. I mean, he's my best friend. We don't want to tarnish his reputation. It was really very entertaining while it lasted. And Liz isn't allowed to dip into the vault of her stories, <laughs> even though she found it enjoyable. But um, yeah, I think we should. I think we should start a segment of people submitting stories, or maybe we can look up stories of you know jilted, <laughs> jilted. <laughs> Women who in the dating world, and I think we should dedicate that segment to uh, to Nelson. Maybe we, should, maybe we should get in contact with that girl he ditched over at the Star Wars <laughs> movie or at the dance floor in eighth grade. Yeah, I think that, that that'd be hilarious. That Quigley dance was a lot funnier. Mm. Oh, whatever. If if, they, if you guys come up one, we'll we'll do it. But I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna actively <laughs> search for stories anymore. All right, so moving on to comic cliff notes today, we're gonna be doing the second Ant Man real quick. The first Ant Man was. Hank Pym, uh, creator of Ultron, one of the founding Avengers, and the second Ant-Man was, for all intents and purposes, a scientific thief. He was He's a brilliant man, um, an engineer, electronics expert, and to help pay for some of the costs of his daughter's medical expenses and everything, he decided he was going to break into the home of Hank Pym, and he stole the Ant-Man uniform to try and help save his daughter, and then he got caught, but then Hank Pym was just like, you know what, this guy, he's going through a lot, he should be an Avenger anyway, and he's the one that let him keep the costume, and he's he was an Avenger since... Of course, it doesn't say even fucking care. Oh, excuse me, 1979, March 1979. He's been around for a while then. Yeah, I mean, that was his first appearance in uh, in Avengers, but he's been an Avenger probably about that long. He's not as well-known in a lot of circles as Hank Pym, because uh, Hank Pym, you know, really made that, that costume and that, that hero who he was. He's actually also killed by the Scarlet Witch during the Avengers Disassembled storyline, so he's not even actually around anymore. But his daughter picked up the mantle for a while with... Uh, the Young Avengers, the, the daughter that he was striving so hard to save, named Cassie. So, this has just been a little bit of stuff you can know for when you actually do watch the Ant-Man trailer. Yeah, impress your man, ladies, if you're listening in. Drop a little knowledge while you're watching the trailer. Like, oh, that's that must be his daughter Cassie with a physical ailment. 
comic book, comic book cliff notes, unofficially dedicated to the women of the geek listeners, or maybe the uneducated uh, comic book readers who are delving into the Marvel Universe for their first time. Which, it shouldn't be your first time, you should be well versed by now. But yeah, this has been Comic Cliff Notes, uh, second Ant-Man edition. Well, that's the edition of the second Ant-Man, not that we had a previous Ant-Man edition prior to this one. This has been Comic Cliff Notes, the Scott Lang Ant-Man edition. You've just been schooled. Booyah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to top topics. We're going to get a little raunchy in this episode. We're going to do the top, topless scenes of women. Episode 37. 37? All right, so I'm going to start it off with Jamie Lee Curtis in Trading Places. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a very good that's one. very good one. Or two very good ones, I should say. <laughs> Double feature. She's, she said she used to go to parties, like house parties for people, and they would just have that in a loop playing, like, as a joke to her. I'm like, that's kind of a dick it's, move, but yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, that's why Paris Hilton doesn't hang out with, uh, what's her name anymore? Paul Ritchie? Yeah, because I guess she had a party for her, and she put her porn on a loop <laughs> on the big screen. <laughs> kind of a dick move. Yeah. Well, that couldn't be that much of a dick, or she'd have put it in her mouth. Then... <laughs> All right, what do you guys got? I'll throw out Kate Winslet and uh, Titanic. Was like she one of the French girls? Was she actually <laughs> topless or just topless in the drawing? I don't remember. Oh, no, no, she, she was, was topless. She was topless. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. I'm going to go with that Rosario, in a loop. Rosario <laughs> Dawson and Alexander. I'm going to throw now out... i got to watch that movie. I'm going to throw out the half second. It might even been a quarter second of Selma Hayek and Desperado. Ah, yes. And I like to think that that was not a body double. I sure hope not. No, I don't think so. I think even the commentary, they said that Robert Rodriguez filmed that scene. He kicked everybody out. It was just them three. Uh, Tony Banderas, uh, Selma Hayek, and Robert Rodriguez filmed. <laughs> Everybody get out! Yeah. And nobody look at me! Yeah. <laughs> Denise Richards in Wild Things. You know, I haven't seen that Nice movie. Paul. Nice Paul. Not a good movie. No. 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 Um, Doesn't Bill Murray come out in there? Yeah. And he's he's actually really good in it, but yeah. What else? I'm surprised. Shane Elizabeth in American Pie. Yeah, it's a good one. I'll go with uh, Lyndall Hamilton in Terminator Original. Oh, yeah! Really? In what scene? When she's banging uh, Kyle Reese. She's oh. making John Connor. She's making John Connor. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's coming with him because he wants to live. Wow. What was the name of that movie with, uh, it was in the 80s, where a girl pretends to be a boy. Just one of the guys. Is that it? I think so. That part where, where like she just takes her top off and they just fall nice. And, and the guy's like, great, you have tits. And I was like, really, dude? Are you upset about this whole thing? But yeah, that was... Uh, I'm surprised well I can't remembered. think of anything else. I, oh, I can't think of the actress, but uh, Stone Age... I don't know if anybody's seen Stone Age. I was Age. like, is that a real movie? I was like, yeah. is that English? <laughs> no, yeah, Stone Age. It's a Never stoner movie. It. 21 Grams, I'm going to give it to Naomi Watts. Naked right in the first scene of the movie, just full on nip. Was it called? It was. It, was, it appeared to be anyway. You know, we're looking at your list of movies, yeah. and just, I just came across, you would have thought there would have been more female nudity yeah. in the movie Snatch. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was watching Snatch yesterday. That's so fucking funny. You have Gia. There's, there you go. Yeah. Angelina Jolie. Yeah. And Elizabeth, uh, I forget her last name. Also from Lost. The yeah. From Lost. The blonde from Lost. Oh, kudos to the two blondes in The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. The new Harley Quinn. Fuck, we're going to have a lot of corrections for next episode. <laughs> she's she's actually, for a, for a blonde, they make her out to be very, very pretty in that movie. Very smart. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yeah. Sounds like a weird name though. Hello, my name is Margo Roby. Like it, that's it, like the that sounds like the robot that would come with the Super Nintendo. <laughs> I'm Margo Roby. That was Rob the robot, wasn't it? Right, but you know the Super Nintendo could have been Margo Roby. Shout out to uh, the angry video game nerd for having that episode. Fuck, I thought I had a lot going. How about the chick from uh, Cabin Fever? I don't remember her name. 
<laughs> I think she was a Power Ranger too. No, it couldn't have been Amy Jo Johnson. No, it was it wasn't that Pink Ranger. She was like one of the later. How Pink bad Rangers. of a nerd are you? Man? You know her full name because she was on Felicity, man. Doesn't uh, Charlie Theron get naked in The Devil's Advocate? She does when she's in the church. Yeah, she's all scarred up. All scarred up. Oddly enough, she's not being taken in the church. That's it. I think it no more. I think my wife's even disappointed in me. Guys, I'm a little fun. disappointed in her <laughs> life. Oh, yeah. Topless knowledge. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's a lot of guys. Just... Believe it or not, there there isn't that much female nudity as there was like in the '90s and shit. Like yeah. I feel like people were getting naked like crazy in the '90s. You know, I think we're just gonna let it ride with those references because this segment, this particular choice of top topics, deserves two <laughs> dedications. So if you think of a, a a topless scene that we hadn't thought of and hadn't mentioned, and it deserves to be in the top topics, hit us up on actually hit us up on Potomatic this week. Leave us some comments. I'll give a shout out to. Uh... Katie Holmes in Batman Begins for not wearing a bra throughout that whole movie. Sure, if that's the case, I'm getting a shout out to uh, Jennifer Aniston in, in every, every in episode Friends. of Friends. <laughs> or, uh, you know, what's her, uh, Allie Larder in Varsity Blues for the whipped cream, uh, whipped cream bikini. Yeah. Very good. Damn it. A little disappointed, but... Yeah, um, I'm a little sad that that's as far as we got. Yeah. Leave us some comments on Potomatic.com and we'll... we'll no, three guys and none of us happen to mention them. We will redo the segment. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, moving on to our open forum segment. Real quick, I want to bring up the I don't know if you guys heard about who Sia is. She does this song Chandelier. I know you guys have probably heard it. You just don't know that you've heard it yet. Sounds a little bit like it would be a Rihanna song, but she also does this song called Elastic Heart. The music video to it is this young girl. I think she's 10, 10 or 11, and Shia LaBeouf are in it. Oh my God, I just saw that video today. <laughs> now, everyone made a huge deal out of it. Like, it's pedophilia. They're too engrossed in one another. And I, I watched it just to be like, all right, let me see what the fuck the big deal is for this music video. As a father... Number one, as a father of a daughter, number two, I was like, I'm going to look at this and scrutinize the shit out of it if I see even a hint of a boner. I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. And I really don't see what the big problem was with that music video. Like, he wasn't caressing her in any awkward way. He was making funny faces at her. And according to Sia, it's supposed to be the dueling sides of her personality. Like, the rough, angry side versus the innocent, fun-loving side, and they're at war. Which you kind of see in it, you know, but it's, I don't, I really don't see what the problem was. Besides them wearing what they call skin-toned leotards. They had, like, a caveman appearance. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't see what the big deal was. No, I mean, in the music video, yeah, there's there's Shia LaBeouf, or how I like to call him, Shia LaDouche, and a little girl, to a real girl. I mean, in the beginning, I'm like, is this like a mating dance? But now that you put that in the context that it's his, the two sides of her personality, it's kind of pathetic when I think the little girl has more of an aggressive side than Shia LaBeouf. Now, I will say that Shia LaBeouf, I think, did a good job, believe it or not, of acting in that video. Like, towards the end, she jumps out of, like, this cage that they're fighting in, and he's screaming at her and, like, sobbing. And I'm like, where has this guy been? You know, like, <laughs> you're now a fucking art exhibit. Like, you, that's not who you should be. Because you want to talk about a guy that had all the potential in the world Which, was Shia way, LaBeouf. Had you heard about the Jerry O'Connell art exhibit that was right next to Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. Which was smart of him. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Like, he was on such a good streak. You know, he was in Constantine. And then he went I over robot. to... Yeah, I robot And... He was in Even Stevens, man. Shout out to Even Stevens. Then, then of course, the Transformers hit. Ugh. And then Indiana Jones. Which, anybody that has a problem with the Indiana Jones movie, I will say it's not the best movie, but I'll take a shitty Indiana Jones movie over any other movie. I don't know, Adam. I'll, ta- I'll take that movie <laughs> over that National Treasure any fucking day. Ooh. 
Ooh, yeah, because it's still an Indiana Jones movie. You still get that. It tugs at my heartstrings of when I was a kid. But then you got Shia LaBeouf who started talking shit about Michael Bay, started talking shit about you know the production of the movies and everything. And it's like, okay, this guy's kind of losing it. Then he just started going off the wall, talking about I want to have a sex scene where I actually bang the chick. <laughs> Maybe he knew about the Ninja Turtle thing before we did. I didn't see the movie. Was it bad? Well, no, just the whole continuity. Based on continuity. Although I heard everybody I've talked to who's seen the Ninja Turtle movie says it was really good. I will say I would rather watch the new Ninja Turtle movie than watch Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull again. Really? Yep. Wow. And I'm a big Indiana Jones fan. The one thing I could not stand about that movie was when Shia LaBeouf was swinging on the vines. Besides that, him surviving the nuclear blast or the atomic blast in the beginning in the refrigerator, <laughs> is that really more far-fetched than when they jumped out of the plane with Short Round and, and the blonde chick in a raft and made it? I'll take that over the, the fridge. I mean... The, but the raft would have flipped. Short Round would have been impaled on a rock somewhere. <laughs> I'm just saying... Oh, now that's an image I'm not going to be able to get out of my head. In a world where we have people drinking out of Jesus' cup, not like his sport cup, his actual cup. You must and, choose. you know, you got <laughs> Shankara stones. He chose poorly. And the Ark of the Covenant. Really Face him, melting. Him, sur- him surviving an atomic blast in a fridge, that's too far-fetched for people to get. I don't know, weren't those fridges pretty, uh... I mean, they're lead-lined. Yeah. But him being a, a 60-year-old man falling to, from that height and everything, that, yeah, I get it. Like, wow, this guy's... Like, amazing but to me even that wasn't as bad as when he was swinging when Charlotte both was swinging on the vines with the monk like I was like what the fuck is happening right now but you take those two things out of it I don't see it being a bad movie I think it's more than just I guess the monkeys I mean the first three were more practical in design fourth one very CGI heavy very influenced by George Lucas there wasn't that many compelling characters there's always you know that big tough guy that he fights or just the villains weren't that compelling except although I will give it up to Kate Blanchett I think she did a great job I think she did a great job I think having a uh, Marion back. I love Marion. awesome. And she still lived up to the role. Well, it's what she was given. Yeah, she lived up to the role. But sad, uh... I don't know if you ever read the original script no. to the fourth one, written by Frank Darabont, who wrote the first season of Walking Dead. Once you read that script and you read what, or you watch the movie, it's like, why? That's know? why I'm, I don't know if I could now. It'll fuck it up for me. Although I will say the fridge script was there from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> the fridge portion of that. All right, we're veering off too far. Let's get back to the main I think that's something for like, Nelson to chime in too, since he's in Indiana. Oh yeah, he'll, he'll chime in. <laughs> if you guys have, have an opinion on Kino Crystal Skull, please hit us up. We'd like to see your t- on it. Moving on to the main event. Walking Dead versus Breaking Bad. We got Rodney, who's in the Walking Dead side. Armando's Breaking Bad. I'm, I want to be in the middle. Lean a little bit more towards Breaking Bad, so we're just going to ride this out and see how we go. Are you saying you want to be in the middle between me and Rodney? Like, it's... Hey, man, that, that, that's part of the reason why I'm not wearing pants right now. Oh, that was suspicious. <laughs> All right, so let's start it off real soon. Cast. We're going to break it down just to the cast of the two TV shows. Go. Okay, so there are aspects of cast, okay? So let's just get it from the, the guy standpoint. Appeal of the cast. (laughs) (laughs) Aesthetically pleasing who's more pleasing. Hands down, Walking Dead. Yeah. I mean, Anna Gunn might have been appealing back in her day. Well, for an older woman, she's she's pretty good looking. She grows on you. She's like Office 7, you know, (laughs) but real life 4. If she's like the only one in the office, sure. Yeah, solid 7. Yeah, and the sister, Marie, she does nothing in Breaking Bad. You know, I don't even think she's necessary for the script. You could just really remove her out and, you know, just have a wife that says nothing, does nothing. Well, actually, I think Marie, over time, I think in the beginning, her and... 
Hank were a little bit more caricatures, which I think was their starting point. But if you go over the five-year season, or I guess six years, since they cut that last season into like two parts, Marie actually becomes like a moral compass. She's the one that's started off stealing shoes, doing little Breaking Bad things. But then by the end, she's the one like, you know what? Whilst doing the bad thing, Hank, you're doing the right thing. She's pushing for... For what we want is like Hank to catch Walt, because Walt, by the end of season five, is already off the rails. You know, he can't save himself from his own ego. So I think that's something that Break or uh, Walking Dead hasn't really gone to with some of its characters. Usually when they start showing character development, they kill him. They kill him. Like my boy T-Dog, rest in peace. The only black character for like the first three seasons who never did anything. Got replaced real quick by Tyrese. Got replaced, yeah. First, like, yeah, first was like Michonne and then no black characters and then like complete black characters, which is great, you know? It's great to have minorities represented in a show. It makes it makes a world bigger, you know? But yeah, usually w- with Walking Dead, it's like, as soon as they start showing signs of changing, you gotta kill them off. And that's only for like all the secondary characters. Breaking Bad had Laura Frazier though, chick from like one, like the last season, the business executive. Oh God, I hated her so much. I'm talking about yeah. in terms of uh, yeah. appeal, that's as good as you're gonna get in Breaking Bad. She, she reminds me of Debbie Downer. <laughs> what about Kristen Ritter? She was uh, she does nothing for me. The B from Apartment 23. Yeah, or the new AKA Jessica Jones. Yeah, that's. I have faith in Marvel. <laughs> I have faith in Marvel, but I don't. She. I don't think she's attractive at all. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm not a big fan of like physically. Okay, but I'm out of late. Lord you know Cohen, what? Lord Cohen on the table, hands yes. down. I win. And Christian Serrano's. And Christian Serrano's, who looks better on the show than she does in real life. But Lord Cohen, special place for me because I like to think in real life she actually has an Asian fetish for guys. <laughs> and she has an English accent, which makes her, you know, it amplifies her hotness. I mean, she'd probably be, if she was, she had no accent, she'd be a solid six. But, you know, maybe the accent brings her up to an eight. Okay, now, Walt versus Rick. In terms of just who the characters are. Not the actors behind them, just the characters. I'll give it to Walt. I'll give it to because well, because Rick doesn't know what the fuck he is from season to season, from episode to episode, constantly contradicting himself. Character development. It's Walt's path is pretty clear versus Rick is just all over the place, influenced by other things. And if it weren't for his fucking or of a wife, Lori, <laughs> he might ha- actually have a good character story. Yeah, I couldn't say much uh, better myself. Walt from the beginning had a plan. He wanted to make money for his family. He knew he was dying. He had a set goal. Along the way, he lost himself. And there's been times where you know he went back and forth with his character. You know. In my good and my bad, but it still was in the parameters of that set goal. Rick, on the other hand, who I think is, you know, he's played awesomely by Andrew Lincoln, oh, his character changes on depending on what the plot needs him to do. Season two, at the end of season two, he becomes what, the Rick Tater? You know, this isn't a Rick or a dictatorship or whatever, uh, or this is a dictatorship, it's a Rick Tatorship. You know, he's always going back with what he wants to be and what he wants to do, but again, everything depends on the plot. Either he, he moves along with what the plot says, he'll make the choices that need to be made or he won't do anything and he'll be pushed to the back and you get someone like Daryl making the choices you know who's become a fan favorite so rightly so yeah there's a character that wasn't even in the comic books and in the beginning wasn't didn't even do much except be a badass and you see him grow more and more into a character whereas yeah Rick goes back and forth I'm like you gotta make up your mind are you gonna be the leader you're not gonna be the leader you're gonna be a farmer you're gonna be the sheriff what are you gonna do cut the beard off Put the hat back on, yeah. get back to your roots. Now, I stand by my position coming off of season three, Rick needs to die. Do you imagine what kind of ratings I would pull for the show if Rick dies? It can go either way. Some people will never watch the show yeah, again. Some people won't I don't think it. there are that many Rick fans out there. It's not about being Rick fans, but he's, he's the I guess the about. anchor, yeah. It's him and Carl, I guess. 
because it's a, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be like a father son storyline. Those are the two consistent or two characters that they probably won't kill off until. But see, I think they have enough versatility with the cast and the writing to be able to showcase a lot of the other actors, a lot of the other talent that they have on that show to be able to survive without Rick. Okay, so that's my next question: the talent of the actors from both series, their range, the things that they're able to pull off and convey both emotionally and physically in the show. Who wins? I'll go with uh, Breaking Bad again. Although I will say this right now for uh, Walking Dead, they are getting a bunch of characters or actors, I should say, from other great shows like The Wire. Mostly all the new actors or characters in the show are from The Wire, which is another great show, which I still have to finish watching. So shout out to The Wire. But with Breaking Bad, since the cast is relatively small, it's easy to showcase. It's easier to showcase everybody's progress in that show. Again, we have like Hank, who's the DA agent. Well, again, in the beginning, he's kind of an oaf. He's kind of clownish. By the end of the series, I mean, this guy is ready to take Walt down. He's a serious character. He has, you know, PS- PTSD. And, you know, he's just trying to do the right thing, even if that means bringing down his brother-in-law, who, in the show, he, you can tell he cares about him deeply, but knows that it shouldn't get in the way of his duty to bring people to justice. And then, same thing with, with I think, Skyler. I mean, everybody in the show, since it's a relatively small cast, has a moment to shine. Everybody breaks bad. Skyler, who I think gets... Not mistreated in the forums, but doesn't get a lot of love because she seems like the annoying wife character. We know what Walt's doing. We think it's cool what he's doing, even though it's bad. We gotta see it from her perspective. She doesn't know what her husband's up to. He's gone in the middle of several days doing God knows what. The house and the home and their family's in turmoil. So we should see, you know, she conveys that. She conveys a mother. She conveys a wife who doesn't know what's going on and is trying her best to keep her family together. Whereas, I guess, when it comes to Walt, Walking Dead, and this, I think, is a problem with the writing, and especially with the women characters. They don't know what to do with them. We had Lori, who, as Rodney said, was a horrible wife. Well, you know, Skylar uh, wasn't an angel herself. No, yeah, Skylar wasn't an angel herself, but neither you know, was smoking Walt. Smoking cigarettes when she was pregnant and, so, and fucking her boss. fucked Ted. <laughs> yeah, but Lori, who, to this day, oh my god, I think it's in season two, she's egging Rick to kill Shane, and then... She's telling Shane, like, you know what? She tells him that she still cares about him and stuff. So she's like, like, what are you doing to these two guys? You're mind-fucking both of them. And when Rick finally does the deed and takes out Shane because he was going to take him out, she gives him shit for it. And it's like... Uh, you know, accurate portrayal of a lot of women that I know. <laughs> And, oh my god, don't get me started on uh, Andrea, who, in the comic books, she's a great character. She's smart, she can take care of herself, she can, she's she's known to take care of others, but she makes every bad choice in Walking Dead, and it's like, that whole governor situation, it's like, what the fuck were you thinking? Obviously, this guy's trying to take out your friends, your family, basically, all these innocent people, just so he can live in a prison, and you're gonna stay with him and not do anything about it, so. So I will give that to Breaking Bad, just because the sheer depth of the cast, regardless of how how their IMDb resume looks and, you know, how many different projects they've worked on, between the lot of them, they really don't have the opportunity, just, again, the sheer depth, they don't have the ability to showcase that. They can't, they try to separate the group, and they've done it multiple times in many different seasons, to show character depth and development. I really think they should get an Emmy for that whole uh, Look at the Flowers episode, because that yeah. was a pretty powerful episode, and very well written, yeah. very well showcased, with just four characters, but, you know, they just, they don't have the opportunity to showcase what those actors can do. So just because of the smaller cast, it's easier to showcase. Yeah. And, Five um, if you count Judith, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, her portrayal was really... 
I don't know. I don't buy her as a baby. Yeah. So. <laughs> Type acting. Yeah. I mean, come on. I do want to give big props to Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, God. Gus. The guy that played Gus. For a guy that isn't even Hispanic, he played that role fucking right. amazing. Like, I can't I can't imagine anybody else that could have, like, actual Hispanics that could have played that role nearly as well as, as he did when it came to Gus. So, yeah. That's... That's my take. And I think that's what Breaking Bad has done well is like even minor characters, even characters that aren't important to the overall story. Like, like Gale. Like Gale, Badger, Wendy the prostitute. Like their portrayals of those characters, what, however little screen time they have, each of them gives them their all. Oh, like the meth heads. Yeah. Don't call me no skank. <laughs> that whole thing. But the ATM. I, I really think that, um, you know, the cinematography, which was really spotty, I feel like on Breaking Bad, because it was hit or miss. It, was, it seemed like a lot of different styles. It was almost like they had multiple directors. No, they per did, season. yeah. And I think uh, near the end, um, since you brought up Looper, they had like the director of Looper do a bunch of episodes. Mm-hmm. And actually the future director of the Wonder Woman movie, who I think directed one of the best episodes of Breaking Bad. Um, I think by the end they found, I guess, their way. Um, Osmondius, which is, I think was the... Th- third or fourth to last episode of Breaking Bad I think would have been a perfect series finale and I think was that was the episode spoilers where uh, Hank and Gomi die when they bite it by those uh, skinheads man that was that was rough that was a rough that was a rough episode and I thought it was one of the best episodes I like if it ended right there with Walt just running away with the barrel of money I would have been like that's a perfect ending it's the most depressing one of the most depressing episodes I think Uh, and and that's to me that's what makes a good show If, if it gets you to feel something like Twin Peaks amazing show I don't know, getting back to Lauren Cohen, she gets me to feel something. <laughs> but, but even if it's just that, that's what I'm saying. Like like Twin Peaks, I didn't really feel anything besides like, you know, wanting to see what happened with this murder mystery and all that stuff. But Breaking Bad and Walking Dead, you felt the pain when Laurie died from the way Andrew Lincoln, you know, did the whole crying thing, which turned into a joke later on. But when you're watching it, it was rough to watch. Or when uh Herschel. When Herschel died. Herschel or, was the toughest uh or what's the name of the sister that just died? Beth. Beth. Oh, that Spoiler. was pretty when Beth died. Beth dies. Uh, Beth dies? Is that true? Those are rough deaths to take. I mean, granted, Breaking Bad was a shorter show, so you didn't get that often that a major character was killed off, but both shows, when it happened, it was gut-wrenching. Like, it was, you felt the pain of the entire group on both sides. T-Dog. That <laughs> Rest was in peace. Great, great shows. I will so, say that Walking Dead has uh, gotten better. Season 5 is actually, if I were to rate them I, by best seasons, I think I would go with 1, 5, 3, no, 2, 3, and 4. That's where I go. I think this season's actually been pretty strong. For, for breaking, well, yeah. or for I, I would go four before three. Yeah. three was really yeah, three uh, was three was rough. Three was rough. Well, the whole yeah, well, the whole governor stuff. There was a character again. If you had, if you didn't read the comic books, that was a character that I think was wasted they, with so many potential they could have done with uh, that character. The way they portrayed him on screen, he was like a like a second rate Liam Neeson. But yeah, it was. I could see that. That's interesting. All right, so we covered that. Obviously, Walking Dead wins in terms of sheer storylines because there's really only one storyline in Breaking Bad. Well, is it? Would you? considered a storyline for Walking Dead? I mean, it's just I mean, survival. in the grand scheme of things, yeah, it's, it's one big storyline. Well, well, so that, that's that's my main argument for, for Walking Dead, is the, the depth of morality challenges that you're faced with versus Breaking Bad is really just breaks it down to, okay, would you steal bread for your family that was starved? You know, the, the whole questionability, the whole, the fact that you can go back, so, so my, one, of my, one other one of my big things with uh, Breaking Bad versus Walking Dead is like, I know what happens in Breaking Bad, so it's kind of tough for me to open up the DVD case and say, I'm going to 
to go back and watch this episode. Versus Walking Dead, you know, a lot of the choices that a lot of the character makes along the lines in terms of morality are questionable. You can go back and say, hey, what if they made that decision? What if they moved on from the farm? What if they didn't stay at the church? So here's the thing. If somebody tomorrow told you the ending of Walking Dead, told you, and you, and you knew, or you just saw it, because you saw the final episode of Breaking Bad before you saw the rest of the show. Actually, no, I didn't. Oh, I thought you were there that day. But I was going to say, I was like, that's a bad way to watch but it. You, <laughs> but you know what happened. Yeah, right? it's 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 kind of clear. It's 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 pretty straightforward, and, and you know that the series ends, so it's it's kind of obvious where, where the story is going to ultimately so, end But do you, think this, do you think that watching the final episode, or if you knew what was going to happen in the very, very last episode of Walking Dead, do you think that that would sully the rest of your experience of watching it? Absolutely not, because uh, there are a multitude of little mini experiences within the story that say, would you have killed that little girl stare at the flowers? Would have you would have you abandoned her? Would have you... There's a whole video game that drives me nuts based on Walking Dead, because you're it's, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure book. You're making a decision, and then you're going back and questioning, did I make the right decision? Because that decision that you make will push you into another decision that you make later on, and then you're like, then it quantifies it. Okay, if I hadn't gone back and left that person behind, would I really need to kill this person at this point? Well, actually, I think the same can be said with Breaking Bad, because, I mean, if you remember season two, he lets Kristen Ritter's character, Jesse's girlfriend, die. What happens if you didn't let her die? What would happen to Jesse in that? But he, but, see, he sees it as that still, her dying still means that Jesse's gonna come back to him, which means I'm still gonna get money for my family. That's Rodney's thing, is that's the, that's the biggest move for him. Yeah, now, if you go into Jesse, when he killed Gail, because Jesse, Jesse has his own shit. Yeah. Like, would you, would you have killed off a guy that took over your spot while you were making all this money? Would you off a guy just so you can get back into that shit? But see, my, my problem with exploring that is you can't really take that show in that versatile a direction if you change the decisions that if Anna would be become accepting of Walt, you know, there's there's ultimately, you know, Walt comes to the end of his story. You know, Walt's, he can't sustain that lifestyle. No matter what, you know, if it's working no for, it is, yeah. yeah, if he's working for Gus or if he's working on his own or if he's working for, you know, uh, what was the other guy? The, the guy from uh, Training Day? Smiley? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the end Tuco. of his... Yeah, Tuco. The end of his story is pretty clear. It's just how he's going to go about getting there. I mean, Breaking Bad can take you in, uh, or Walking Dead can take you in entirely different directions. They can go into Terminus, they can go to Atlanta, they can go north, they can go... But how many times is that just like, are we going to find a new place to live? Is that place going to bite us in the ass? And again, going to Breaking Bad, it's like, it's not only Walt's story. I mean, it's he's the point where everything spirals out from. Everything he does has ramifications, not only to himself, not only to his family, but to the city, to the people that were on that plane that blew up because of him. Everything goes back to him. And you're, you're, see, he's, see out, out of all the writing in that show, that whole plane <laughs> thing was the one that pissed me off the most. Because it is too, it was too convenient in that microcosm of a universe that's like, okay, a whole plane crash and the whole, you know, I really, I really enjoyed the little montages and the little, uh, the alluding to what's going to happen later up until that season. Those, F, oh yeah, those yeah, the flash whole, forwards, the Teddy, the Teddy Burn the pool and the eyeball and what's going on. And yeah, end of the season by then, which you're could like, have been to their detriment because obviously your mind is playing at what actually happened and whatever you think and whatever they show, it's not going to be exactly what you want because in your mind you already came up with something you might think it's cooler or better and it can't live up to that expectation yeah I think Caesar brought it up as basically a fuck you to all the people like I knew that was going to happen <laughs> you know that teddy bear is fucking everywhere in the series if you if you watch it like the, when he gets naked in that convenience store mm-hmm. there's a whole rack of those teddy bears there like um, which they're like a bunch of easter eggs you have like all yeah. these little callbacks and like the teddy bear is all supposed to match what happened with uh, Gus with Gus like the whole the half face. his face 
getting blown off. All which, of shit. course, that which would was, never Which was a nice crossover with The Walking Dead, because they used The Walking Dead yeah. makeup department and, uh, and special effects department to edit that Greg one scene. Nicotero. And it was kind of a nod to Toy Story 3. <laughs> Jesus, got me in the feels. But, you know, I think, yeah, also, ultimately, the difference is... At the end, Walt and Breaking Bad story was finished. Walking Dead is still going on and will go on for God knows how long, forever. Breaking Bad couldn't go any longer than no, it yeah. No, and that's, I think, what worked best is it was a finite story, you know, at a beginning, at a middle, and an end. Walking Dead for, and you know what, like I said, I'm enjoying this new season. It's actually been better than I expected because there's been times where I'm like, I'm just going to turn this off. And it's because maybe the writers, they kept kicking. I think they've gone through three different head writers since Frank Darabont left after season one. And they had to scramble and figure out what are we going to do but I think once uh, Walking Dead is concluded we can you know go back and see you know what ultimately worked what was the story is it more is it about survival is it about the morality of how to be a good person in a world not filled with good people anymore so yeah how the world changes I mean that's that's another thing that you know I would argue the sustainability of the actual show you know from episode to episode yeah I was disappointed in a lot of season 3 I would say about half of the episodes in season 3 which is hard it's hard when it's one of your favorite shows to Absolutely. see that shit happen yeah and it's like you're like oh it's gonna get better it's gonna get better yeah and you have to wait and you know and it has it has you know it hasn't disappointed you know yeah yeah you have to wait and that's another that's probably another bias in my opinion because I didn't get on the Breaking Bad back bandwagon until everything was done and i was in a fortunate position to not know what actually was going to happen yeah you know, i had all my speculations and my theories but you know the other thing is show to show and we can't knock on either show because they're really great forms of entertainment and if you have the opportunity and you haven't seen them like go back and see them but um you know i mean talk about sheer numbers you know the breaking bad season finale brought in 10 million viewers one of the worst episodes of walking dead brought in 17 yeah, that's you know so merchandise marketability sheer numbers viewers although they're breaking bad toys now yeah, <laughs> which I don't understand. <laughs> make you your know, make your own meth lab. The, the Seth MacFarlane one, where you get the little blue bag that comes with uh, Jesse. Oh, Todd MacFarlane. You keep saying <laughs> Seth, Seth MacFarlane. Todd MacFarlane. I don't know why I need a Walter White doll, but yeah, uh, but I mean Todd MacFarlane also did you know did a toy of the crow. He did a toy. He, he does yeah. toys from the tortured souls from Clive Barker. I mean, he, sometimes he just makes stuff to maybe make. Maybe he's stuff. just out of ideas. <laughs> Probably. I mean, Spawn's yeah, not man. doing anything anymore. You know. He's got to fucking get money somewhere. Always poor Spawn. But uh, you know. Just if I were a network exec and I had to pick between the two, and I mean, if I had the the foresight to see where each show was going, I mean, I'd take Walking Dead hands down. I think at the end of the day, Walking Dead is sensationalism. Well, I guess both of them to an extent is sensationalism. But um, Walking Dead is a blockbuster. You get the act, you get action, you get the horror, you get you still get some, some drama. There, there, you get some of the drama. There's more for everybody. At, at it covers uh, a more a broader audience, especially from like if if you watch commercial of the two right off the bat, more more. People are going to want to see Walking Dead because it's just like, oh shit, that looks like it's an action-packed show. Yeah. While Breaking Bad, there's action and there's blood every once in a while, but it's... it's more character-based. It's more of a drama. Yeah, it, it's more like, wow, they're talking very sternly at one another. Yeah. So they don't... From face value, that's what I was trying to say. Well, for, off, from face, face value, value. I, find, I find Breaking Bad a lot more enjoyable, but for, you know, for sheer numbers and marketability and just... And they already had a built-in fan base. I yeah. Mean, it, was, it was a famous comic book already for mm-hmm. a number of years, which I still would go with the comic book over. I think, considering the fact that it's AMC, they should have, just as a nod to 
it, just have a zombie version of Walter White just walking around at some <laughs> oh, point. That nobody well, fucking well, Did you see the video? That, I think I posted a video to the uh, the UTJH Facebook page yeah. where it was uh, somebody doing the Breaking Bad rap called Walter versus uh, Rick. Yeah. Yeah, funny. <laughs> yeah. Rap battles of history, yeah. yeah but yeah. I, I mean, I'd be, I mean, they're both AMC. They could do it. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, they've already made a nod to, to Breaking Bad. I think uh, Daryl on his motorcycle had a little bag of uh, the blue crystal meth. So, and someone did like uh, one of those mash videos showing like Walter White was the reason why The Walking Dead started. Oh, it was sure. it was a start. It all started because of blue meth. Yeah. I mean, shit, I'd even take that. See. So, all right. So, at the end of the day, I'm sure neither one of you changed your opinion. Like, I'm sure you're not like leaning more towards Walking Dead. I'm sure you're not leaning more towards Breaking Bad. But it doesn't mean that there's any animosity or hatred. No, you know, there's not they're both great shows. They will always be great shows unless Walking Dead takes a fucking nosedive at some point and pulls a hero. Heroes where everyone just badmouths <laughs> the whole series because of what happens in the last season. I think it's su- suffice to say those two are going to be easily the most hands down one of the most one of the, awesome of the most series ever. Recognized no, shows. absolutely. I I, I think uh, you know when it boils down to it, I think Armando's more of a writing kind of guy and a more of a production value kind of guy. And um, you know both both series are very enjoyable. And I think it's been an interesting conversation. I'm glad you know for having you here and um, I hope it opens up to more discussion on uh, Potomatic.com this week <laughs> or also find us on UTJH.net yeah, SoundCloud.com let us know let us know just even if you just put Breaking Bad or if you want Walking Dead hit that we'll tally up some votes <laughs> but I want to thank Walking Dead and Breaking Bad and Mad Men and shit I'll even throw it out there Sons of Anarchy for bringing writing back into TV after all the fucking bullshit reality shows and the horrible writing that was going on for so many years we finally have some shows that brought real serious writing back into TV, which is very much welcomed. Yeah. And hey, everyone's going to talk about it. They're still going to continue to talk about it. I mean, these two shows are so popular, each of them is getting their own spinoff. So search search for better entertainment out there, folks. Join our Stop Kanye West. <laughs> and, uh, Might as well get into to promotions. Jump right into promotions. Stop Kanye West and Kim Kardashian and all these bad reality television shows. Um, show your support. If you haven't seen either of these two shows by now, just check one of them out. You don't have to check out both. Check out one episode of each of them. See which one you like. If you like both, keep watching both. They're worth the investment. Buy the DVD set. When they, wait till Black Friday. Wait till 9-11. <laughs> Buy American. Support our Buy American movement on 9-11. It's worth the price of buying and owning the actual series or even just even if it's just one season or going on Netflix like get get us a, get a subscription to Netflix and they're all there and rate them rate them they love feedback we love feedback it'll point you in the direction of a lot better movies Netflix is really good about taking your ratings and offering you really good suggestions except for Max sometimes Max pisses me off yeah, well, I, I think I'm like one of four people that actually uses Max I don't even know what Max was that's uh if you go on Netflix there's a little guy it's like the Siri of Netflix yeah, Siri. it's just like hey what's going on this is Max let's okay. pick a movie for you and like he gives you options like oh you don't like that alright I got three movies here for you let me know which one you like and he's pretty pretty funny you know yeah. sometimes I just use him for conversation yeah, so you like robots uh, how about short circuit or Robocop <laughs> <laughs> all right, those um, are the same back to promotions UTJH t-shirts mark 2 all the money's going toward, towards a good cause guys pick up the shirts you have one it's, week left it's, it's for, not just for selfish reasons it's you for know. a great cause guys yeah. and um, you have a mark 2 you have it in blue hashtag UTJH new design new color scheme and rare, you know, post a picture on the Facebook page or on utjh.net, anywhere that we 
are, post a picture. Even if we're not there, post a picture anyway. Fuck it. So go on represent.com slash back or forward. I don't know which one it is. UTJH. And it's right there waiting for you. 20 bucks plus shipping. And um, hopefully if we can get what's our minimum, it's 50. We need 50 pieces. If we can get to 50, you will get your shirt a couple weeks after. Um, otherwise, you won't be charging. It won't go into production. But even then, even if you don't want to wear a t-shirt, it's for a great cause. Yeah. Throw it in the bag of your closet. Use it as a, as a t-shirt for painting. Rip the motherfucker up. Yeah. Hopefully not. And like, you know, dust your house. Whatever. <laughs> it's going towards a good cause. Put it in a shoebox and 20 years from now when we blow up and we have our own show on AMC, you'll be like... <laughs> at like 11.30 at night. I knew those guys. <laughs> yeah. One day we're going to be like the throwback episode that people are going to argue, be arguing bet- between us and you're going to get a disease. <laughs> Which, shout out to them. Really great show. For the, ta- the Taylor Swift of fucking podcast, those guys. <laughs> Oof. Nick and Luke. Uh, that sounds really, really great show. No, they They're- call us that all the time. I thought I'd beat them to the club. <laughs> They're on the same number episode that we are, I think. You know, a lot more political. But yeah, really great stuff. Dr. Luke, probably one of my favorite segments, along with the Jonas story of the week, which we haven't had in a couple of weeks, by the way, which it's probably their same Nelson asshole story. <laughs> Wells running dry, guys. Wells running dry. What else have we got to promote? Red Novella, Failure by Design, now available on iTunes, reasonably priced. Uh, same artist. Well, actually, same lead singer who does uh, our intro from Starter Kit. So check out their music. Also available on SoundCloud, which you can follow my cousin on SoundCloud, Tony Arzanon, if you're into EDM and not into... Uh, in a rock punk music. If you're in Berwyn, stop by Casbar, catch the Hawks game, maybe catch a Bulls game on uh, 7119 16th Street, just uh, east of the Lucky Dog, off of Harlem Avenue. Where can we find your work, Armando? You got anything to promote? We're on promotions? Uh, not right now, although I'm planning on calling Nelson uh, later on to work maybe on a new comic book because we need to get something started. It'd be nice to do another viral. Um, Is viral available? <laughs> no, it's not. It should be. We should. Okay. Be. We, I think the first issue that we did was only like, like a 15-page story, so, mm-hmm. so we need to do something else. Um, let's get some printed. Just uh, or even just do it online. Like, I think I like still have like a comic. box of them in my house, so I should. I got one over oh, yeah. somewhere in, in one of those guys' kids, I believe. Yeah, Albert could probably do like a digital version. My brother um, could probably edit. He was actually in talks with um, AMC because they were doing that digital Walking Dead comic uh, of the first couple of issues, and I guess he did something on Vimeo, and then they saw his work and talking about it but i guess it was nothing came of it but it was nice that he got contacted by some of the people at amc who were who were working on that stuff but no i'm, I'm working on a script uh, my wife's gonna kick my ass if i don't finish it by this year Hopefully. let me know if you guys need any help yeah well we were supposed to do we were supposed to do crusaders yeah so which fucking, i fucking life gets in the way man yeah <laughs> bullshit i had like the first six issues planned I, I threw that pitch to nelson i don't even know what happened to that <laughs> I don't know if you ever showed it to me or not. Probably, but I'm, that was what three, three, four years. Okay, let's make let's make it a segment on the show. We can act it out. We can do the audio version. We can do like. Uh... I have a, I have a whole script for viral. The first the pilot episode. If you guys want to do that, that'd be fun. Also, uh, shout out to Nelson. Go on comicbookresources.com. The land it is drawn to check out his weekly submissions. Uh, shout out to Common, the rapper. Uh, he just accepted an award saying, I am the unarmed black kid who maybe needs a hand but was instead given a bullet. I am the two fallen police officers murdered in the line of duty. So, it's, you know, it's cool to that people are still bringing awareness to that kind of thing. It also goes back to the whole t-shirt campaign, not to sound selfish, but I mean, right there he mentions, you know, two murdered officers and their families. So, that's where the money's going, guys. Keep the awareness going a little bit. We have any Mark ones left? I think we have like just a handful at most. We still gotta get Omar his. Yeah, he might end up with a two XL that he might have to shrink down. I think I saved an XL. Okay, then we might be good, Omar. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> we'll um, but yeah, you know where to find us, guys. Hit us up. We're around. Anything else? No, I'm good. Shit, I got locked up. Did we?
we hit all segments? Yeah. I mean, Open Forum was the Breaking Bad, Walking Dead thing, and, and a little bit about the Sia music video. Nah. What was our... So after Comic Cliff Notes, there's uh, Open Forum, Top Topics, which we did. Yeah, promotions. That's it. That's it. I think this is one of the more serious episodes of... Uh, That's fine. <laughs> it's still fun. Shit. I think it was a really good episode. Yeah. Hey, I had fun. You want to close it up? No. Okay, so signing off from the FTC, I'm Ronnie Sinio. Um, I'm Adam Flores. And I'm special guest Armando Pena Jr. And um, that just happened. I didn't know you were a junior. Price is right, Jingle?